love that kid. I missed this intro music so much. <laughs> Me too. The past month gave new school UFC fans tough noobs, Connor noobs, <laughs> rousy noobs, a taste of what we had. To, oh, of course, Habib noobs. Yeah, of course. Hamzat noobs, a taste of what we had to endure for years, weeks, if not even months between cards. And I'm talking specifically UFC cards here. So now you know how it is, you damn fools. And uh, as usual, we are MMA Love. Love from America. And you know it, I am Matt, the spiritual leader of the hardcore MMA fans in Central Europe. With me is your preferred Luke. You prefer him over other Lukes. Uh, he is your transatlantic friend, live from Seattle, US of A. Luke. This is the, we're back to the normal shows, the best it's, ones. Uh, it's exciting. It's it, it's uh, it's a good day to do it too, man. I, mean, it, I didn't think a lot was going to go on, and then uh, and then we got a hell of a main event and some some uh, personal drama. Greg Hardy cut his finger. Uh, we got I, plenty to talk about. Yes, plenty I heard. I heard. I'm listening to some other podcasts, of course. Um. And I heard them starting to copy our um, recipe for success, which is we we don't we we don't just talk about the UFC man. And on this show, we will talk about one heavy hitters. Chatri Chatri is back. <laughs> we will talk short shortly about LFA one hundred and twenty one. You also you also told me that you watched Invicta FC forty five the rematch. I, w I watched the whole thing. Of course, I watched. The, I can talk. I can talk about a bit of LFA, but I watched all of Invicta. That's good. So, and of course, we'll we'll talk about UFC Chikatsa versus Cater. And if we have time, we'll do banter. We'll just do. We'll we'll just go through the gossip list, and we'll maybe we'll preview UFC two seventy. But I mean, I watched the countdown, my man. I watched it. <laughs> really? Of course. Bit I'm a bit fired up. Really? Yeah, I am. But not for the things you might think. So. Oh, okay. All right. And then I want to, you know, you know me by now. I do. I do like. I do love me some lists. I, I like to to create them. I like to keep them during the year. So we'll do a. <laughs> I wanted to call it hot takes of the year list. But um, we decided on that we'll, we'll call it lukewarm takes of the year list. <laughs> basically, you and I, each show will have a hot take. I'll keep track of it. And by the end of the year or at the end of the year, if we're still alive by then, uh, we'll, 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 ha we'll, have, we'll tally it up and we'll decide who had the lukewarmest <laughs> takes of them all. Are we, uh, what are we aiming for? Are we aiming for the best lukewarm take or are we aiming for the most correct nah, or correct or it, it, the most Luke, correct yeah so but but the i mean the takes would have to be a bit out there so <laughs> let me let, let's <laughs> let's start hard. luke all right lukewarm okay. take number one what is oh. your, what is your lukewarm take 
Uh, I was just trying to formulate it in my head. I thought we, I, I thought I'd have time. Uh, Misha Tate, Misha yes. Tate is booked. Misha Tate's booked at one twenty-five. Yes, uh, to fight Lauren Murphy. Wait, that's my understanding. That I actually correct. have that is correct. Yes. Okay, so uh, there's no possible way. There, they, she, 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 she had problems making one thirty-five. Mm-hmm. So she's gonna miss. Her weight. The fight might go on or it might not, but Aspen Ladd's coach is going to get up in the Twitters at Misha Tate. And it's going to create this like this like uh, it's going to create a little a little Twitter beef, and then Aspen Ladd and Misha Tate are going to book get booked to fight at one twenty five, mm-hmm. and then they're both going to miss weight. Oh my god! This is this is a <laughs> this is a beautiful lukewarm take. It. it, it could could be hot. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna they're, it'll at least be like talked about. Like one of them is gonna say I'll fight her at one twenty five or something like that, and then they're gonna move it to one thirty five, and they'll fight there. It'll be the best. Okay, that's I I like it. Or it'll be the worst, depending on like how you feel about stuff. But whatever. Off miss weight. I I'm not quite sure if that actually I not cannot think of of a fight where both fighters missed weight. So I'd like I can't that. think of a UFC fight where it happened. I feel like we have seen ones in the last couple of years, especially during like Rona with short replacements, where weight weight was where it was like rebooked at a, at a higher weight. But the only one like that really stands out is Vittori versus Costa because of how funny it was. I have an like, I have a lukewarm take as well. Give me it. I recorded your lukewarm take that Misha Tate. Is booked to fight Lauren Murphy. She'll miss weight there, and then it's it creates beef between Aspen and Misha, and then they fight and both miss weight. That is a good take. That's the funniest thing I could think of. <laughs> that is a, that is a very good thing. I I I try to keep it a bit more present. Mine is not as elaborate as yours, but I'm just saying, like I'm predicting that Colby versus Masvidal is never going to happen. These these two dudes <laughs> will never fight. I was so surprised that. So many fights on the UFC held together, um, considering the the state of like the Omicron wave in this country right now. Like, I I really expected there to be like six fights getting rebooked or or quick opponent changes or something like that. Um, so I think that's I I don't know how hot that take is. I feel like anything could stop those two from fighting. That's that's correct, but it, it's not it's lukewarm. That's true. It's lukewarm take. Pal, let's go into let's go into these events. We started to to watch fights again. I mean, we watched Ryzen. Um, Ryzen happened. We did watch that, and 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 uh, uh, some other thing happened in Russia every single hour of every oh, single yeah, of day. Um, of course, we know there's always fights there, but but big big meaningful things happened in the UFC and. Everyone was so starved for MMA that it was the highest viewership on the Invicta YouTubes I've ever seen. I think they broke 10,000 viewers on YouTube concurrently mm. on two different streams. So that was good for them. Let's start, though, with the, the real shit. And I, I have to lead with um, told you so stuff. <laughs> okay. But we both told all of our listeners, or at least the ones who wanted to listen to us, or the ones at the forum, or whatever, who believed that Calvin Cater could bounce back from the Holloway beatdown 
We did. You fools. I did. Um, I picked I did. him. I did too. I picked him too. Luke and myself picked Calvin Cater. We know what's up, pals. So. There is historical precedent. Oh, let's uh, tell me. What is the historical precedent, pal? Brian Ortega. <laughs> it's the historical precedent of bouncing back from a Max Holloway beatdown. <laughs> that, is, that is actually correct. But I think, I mean, I mean the Cater beatdown was historic. Like I think, I, I think. Yes. Like it, it sh- Holloway shattered every record there, and Cater took took a year off, came back against a guy. The MMA media start to hype like crazy. They even were oh, mad not just that he. Media. They, they were they were they were even mad that he didn't get a an immediate title shot. That the like all these things happened, and I I felt it in my urine. Pe- that is, <laughs> I felt it. it, it people, <laughs> listen. People, people like, people like flashy knockouts, mm-hmm. giga kicks. People like, people like big talkers. Um, I am somehow deeply involved in the card collecting community now. Lots of people wanting to get giga cards, thinking he's the next big thing. So it becomes it becomes like like the media talks about it, like why, why, why just give him a shot, give him a title shot. Then the media does that, but the people pick it up and blow it up more and more and more too. It's the same thing with um Sean and Gamzat. Whether or not it's deserved it and I'm not saying it's not, I'll certainly watch Giga fight for titles just like I'll watch him fight Calvin Cater. But so Calvin Cater should not be overlooked like that. No, I don't think 365 so. <clears throat> days after a historical beating. I mean, that dude now fought 10 incredibly hard rounds, like five of the hardest rounds a a guy ever could fight. And now also these the, the fight against Chikatsu here. Um, look, I think it was it was an even fight. It, I mean, I had Cater winning, not a 50-44 like what one judge gave, but... Mm-hmm. The loss for Chikatsu now snaps his his nine fight win streak, and it's also his first loss in the UFC. So, what do you think? What do you think uh, happened here, or what 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 made the difference? As far as the judging goes, the difference was elbows chewing Chikatsu's face up, yes. so it looked like he took a lot more damage. It was interesting. I agree it was pretty even and it was so even and so good that I gave round two my new my new list, my new award list. A very boring award round of the year Ugh. is nominated. Ugh. Sorry. I we can skip it. But I wanted to remember it, so I had to write it down. Um I mean I started the list uh, uh, fight of the year and I, I wrote down this fight because it was an awesome fight. It like you're you're right. Elbows made the difference. Also, the well, he had he had to st- he had to st- he had to stop punching, <laughs> like he just he also, had to right, like he he trained the shit out of that spinning back elbow. Yeah, not even the spinning back. Also, the combinations with the elbows, he started to implement them from the second. He had nice uppercuts. Also, look, forward pressure is it, I mean it is the only weapon against a very good kicking game if you have no takedowns and no wrestling, which I, I'm not sure. Um, Cater ever wrestled? If I, 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 I think, I think the dude 
the desk dude said he was a high school wrestler. I mean, whatever that means. All of you guys are in America, right? I have no idea. I did not at my high school. Did you wrestle in high school? Negative. There was no wrestling in high school. Need, need a need a co-host that actually wrestled in it's, high school. <laughs> you need a co-host that does a lot of things. I don't do, man. It's not. It's no lie. You you folks can apply it at at the MMA Love Instagram. Just get on there and <laughs> message into Matt. My DMs. I need slide into his DMs. With high school wrestling. And uh, I believe pedigrees. Just. Just so you know, he charges a thousand dollars per podcast yes. for you to co-host. <laughs> no, it's like it's like I I really love this fight. It's it was such a good fight. Giga Giga was never he was firing back all times. It it just was not enough. And yeah, you're right. The the, the elbows made the difference. Um, control fest in the first. I wrote down um, good arm triangle even. Then the second let's let's talk about the, the title of this episode, by the way. I missed that one. The Gigaslip. The Gigaslip. When We're did chatting on chatting online and, and the Giga and the Giga spin and slipped and Cater just jumped on him in the first and took uh took ground control for two and a half minutes or so. And before that, I thought Giga was winning the round. Uh yep. immediately upon starting just absolutely ripped cater with a leg kick and uh i think a low leg kick and just and kept the pressure on cater uh but after that slip and that ground control time i don't know if he got more tired than cater faster or what there was some speculation maybe he hurt himself when he slipped i don't think so but there was not a not as many kicks coming back he forgot to part of the part of the pressure and maybe he just didn't want to get taken down again i don't know and maybe he forgot all, he also forgot in the third at least to keep his hands up to defend the oncoming blows like it's not it's not a good strategy so i i don't think he hurt himself because even in the fourth and in the fifth giga just fired back um even had some very good combinations he also i mean he looked very damaged at the end of this fight and cater did not as much but I think Cater, I mean, and he Cater, looked tired. Yeah, Cater ate some. Hard and Cater definitely like between rounds four and five, Cater was tired as fuck. But like, they both got up and went back to it for the final round. It's just Giga looked slower because Giga is so much faster. You know, like he almost looked more tired because he's so much faster than Cater in the first. I didn't see that huge. I, I, I know also the commentary team talked about how fast, how much faster. Uh, Giga was, but I'm. I didn't see a huge speed differential, but that maybe that's just maybe that's just that's those fucking ki- leg kicks in the beginning of the first. Yeah, but he was just spamming. <laughs> these are these are fast, but it's not, it's not. Yeah, okay. I mean, Giga spam. Uh, so credit to credit to Jonas from our our uh, award show co-host from Hawaii for giving us the term the Giga slip. It was it was it a Giga slip? Can can Giga what 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 does Giga do now? He I slipped mean, in the I, second. I, he slipped in this fight. He was talking a big game. He was calling he was, out yes, all these people. Yes, the, yes, the Korean sure. zombie had a, had a good response to him. Do you do you have do you have any problems with guys taking a beating like this and taking a full year off? Because I don't. No. I mean, look at how look at how Cater K- looked. How old's Giga? Giga is, How old's Giga? 
in five UFC's years got or, or in real in in real years? Like Giga in real years was born in eighty eight. He's thirty three. That's okay. And his MMA record is fourteen and three. That is okay. That that dude can so he can have a bit of a break. He, I think he's got he's got time. And the UFC rankings have him set at eight. So let him take nine months to a year, and then he can fight any of these dudes. You know who also is thirty-three years old? Who? Calvin Cater. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I mean, yeah. What what can we see Cater versus Ortega now versus Rodriguez? What can we see next? God, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Because Max, Max is hurt. Max yep. aggravated an injury, and and Chan Sung Jung is going to fight Volk. Sabi is I mean, done. Did did Cater fight Volk already? Uh-huh. I don't. Is there any reason to hold him up again? You know what I mean, or or should he just? That is a good yeah, question. Yeah, beats. Zabit's done. He didn't... I don't think he did. I don't remember him fighting Volk. I mean, that wouldn't say much that you wouldn't remember him. The Boston Finisher. Well, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Boston yeah. Finisher that's is an awful nickname, by the way. Yeah, it's he not. Lost, it's... He lost against Holloway. He lost against Zabit, Moicano. I don't think he fought Volk. That... No, he didn't. And let... So, I think you let these dudes get the heat while you can, and if Volk wants another fight after this one... You give it to him. Volk seems to stay pretty busy. Yep. That so is if, if they let him out of you, his country, he's he seems to be busy. I feel like all those guys are moving to California if they haven't already. Maybe. All of the city kickboxing team. We will not. I mean, any any parting words on on this fight? I have it. I have it in my fight fight of the year list. It, it was just it was just amazing. Me too. It made me immensely happy. It it I I I stayed awake until like two in the morning just kind of thinking about how happy I was when Cater stepped forward with a lead elbow. <laughs> yeah, it's perfect. Covered it, covered it in giga blood, covered his whole forearm in giga blood. And Keith Peterson in round four was like wiping blood off his face. It's a good it's a good start it was to the, so good. It's a good start to do. Oh it was great. It's man. a good bar for I, the next for the next fight to to Come up with that. The rest of the card, man. I, I, I thought there were some nice matchups and some good fights. The decision fest prelims will, will leave them out. I have no no comment on on like six decisions or five decisions. But my good sir, I have a, a comment on Jay Collier versus Jay Sherman, which which is a heavyweight fight. I picked this wrong. Uh, I picked this wrong. But you, I'm a dummy. No, you, I don't you're know not why. Because yeah, look. Jay Collier was once, He's a middleweight. Yeah, he's a middleweight. And he was... Like, dude calls himself the prototype. And I have only bad jokes about what he is prototyping exactly. But these 80 pounds on him... That's that's just too much. He's, he's pretty slick still. Like, not, not, not hating on the guy. We've seen pudgy fighters do pretty well, but... Man. I... I listen to... When I have time, I listen to the Vivisection preview show where they pick all these fights, Zane Simon and I think Connor Rebush, and they were 
all over Sherman for being like for like not wanting to fight and not wanting to be in there and Collier for being good at MMA. And all I could think about was Collier is a middleweight that fights at heavyweight and I cannot pick him ever for anything at heavyweight. I feel like he even I feel like he lost to John Volante. <laughs> I know he fought him. <laughs> no, he beat no he beat no, no. John Falante in a decision. Okay. I mean that would he, that be, would, he that beat been he beat John Falante. But this is like this is where Collier's at it at heavyweight, man, and, and I want him to be at least a light heavyweight at two oh five. And not like he's he lost the right cross to oh he looked Tom pretty, Aspinall. He looked pretty All good. He, he looked pretty good at middleweight. Like not 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 fight wise, he was win lose, win lose stuff and um didn't particularly beat good guys, but anyway, he moved but, on to heavyweight and he, he lost against Aspinall, which may, Aspinall might be the next um, British title holder. But then he won against Villanti, lost against Carlos Felipe, which is not. I mean, and then now he won against Sherman with a rear naked choke, by the way, in the first round. I these dudes were banging pretty nice, and I already got afraid that this would not lead to a finish and into a third round decision. Um, but we're good, man. The, he caught a kick he from Sherman. Like, he, he caught a kick from Sherman and turned it into a takedown. Yes. Transition to he the did, RNC. He did nice. MMA. Yep. He did MMA, also, which is what they said he would do, and yes. I just refuse to believe. No, but also in the in the post fight press conference, he mentioned that he was specifically training to to catch these kicks, and I think I believe him. That's that dude. That dude knows to, how to MMA, but these eighty pounds, pal, I'm not sure. Jake Collier may be holding right now the longest win-loss win-loss uh, uh, sequence on the UFC roster. Mariel could be, yeah, that's that. that might be One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine fights going win-loss win-loss. I win, have loss, a good. Win, I have a good um, segue for this one. Oh, you also who is now you know who now is also in the record books. <laughs> with the <Who>? longest <laughs> the longest decision streak ever <laughs> Whoa. oh really Chuki? yes oh man it's an awful fight oh right? man this fight was awful like Chukagin she just jabbed and front kicked to keep Maya distance Maya couldn't Dude. close the distance it's like what are we even doing here I I have notes yes please I'm, I'm go through them give them we need them. We need the notes. We need to, to first save of all. Them. Yes. First of all, there was one really funny thing that happened in this fight that needs to be addressed, and that is Maya went to hip throw Chucky by grabbing her right arm, and Chucky just slid out of it yes. and jumped on her back. The and it first, was the funniest goddamn thing. First female fighter it's, ever to defend the hip throw. Defended the hip throw. She is immune to the hip throw That's in the second round. You can see it. That is the thing. If you want to see this fight, just go back and watch that. Everything else, eh. That basically will prevent Stand. you, in, in, in her weight class at least, in female fight, it will prevent you from ever getting taken down. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Montserrat, Montserrat Ruiz, watch out. Chucky's <laughs> uh, a free agent now. Chucky figured it out. Listen. She fought out her contract. Listen, Who Maya. Sign her? Maya went to go punch her and got interrupted by a little slappy leg kick, and then had to take two True. steps back and reset. And I was like, "God damn it! You can walk so like bad. you can walk through that. Yes. Just like you have to. 
Because if you get reset by anything like that, you sh- you should just retire. You're not True. you're not in the, you're in there to spar. You're not in there to have, to win a fight. The stuff that interrupted Maya is that was just ridiculous. It's it's like Jukagin most of the time fights. That's why she's only decisioning these these people. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. No, they're afraid. she they're afraid she said of... it. What what did she, she say? Chucky said it in her in her post fight interview. Like I this is how I fight. Like uh, I thanks. It, it, well, it's like it wins her fights. It's true. She has the record for most decisions in a row, which is I didn't know, and that's fucking insane. Uh, Maya needs to change camps. She needs a new camp. Chukagin she needs, needs camp. Chukagin needs a new, she, new camp too. Chukagin needs a new contract. <laughs> Who will give her that contract? Uh, will da- Will Dana after? Let me let me let me interrupt you. She decisioned Lauren Murphy in 2016. Then she lost against Carmouche. But I, I'm just going through the wins: Irene Aldana, Mara Romero Borella, Alexis Davis, Calderwood, Maya. And by the way, that was a rematch, which made it even worse. Shevchenko, mm-hmm. Antonina, Gavillo, Arujo, Maya. All decisions. That is just awful, man. It's like, yes, it wins you fights. I don't know why it wins you fights. I have oh, no ground and pound. I remember this. Valentina beating her with ground and pound from Crucifix, yes. and she just couldn't move. And, yes. like, it was not, like, you would not, like, if you stop lose. a street. You would not stop a street fight for it because it was not, like, she was not hitting her hard, but there was nothing she could do, so the ref stopped it. I remember that even the Jessica I fight, might, she lost that at a, at a, a decision, a split decision. I think she won that fight by decision. <laughs> so, like, it's insane. Yeah, no. I mean, so, who will pick her? So, up, 10 right? minutes, 10 minutes after she wins this fight, my Caitlin Shukagian. 2018 on-card <laughs> autograph card on eBay sells for $30. My nice. phone beeps and I look at it and I think to myself, wow, somebody thinks she's going to get a title shot. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations, Spire. We will talk about uh, Nick You Hanks. just bought, we will talk about you just bought an on-card autograph of a fighter who is not getting their contract renewed. God damn it. Do you think she she wouldn't she will not get re, uh, re-signed by the UFC? I mean, they don't they don't like it, but I, at the same time, how's their how's their one hundred and twenty five pound division really looking? Not good. Is it just the? It's not. It's not good. Macy Barber is ranked thirteen, and Roxanne Modafferi is ranked twelve. <laughs> so, like, why, why? Why cut her when you could just use her to fill prelims? That's the thing. Like, they obviously have no problem putting guys on prelims who grapple, bang, and point fight. I mean, she's ranked number two. She ranked two. In Jessica Andrade is ahead of her. It's insane. We have it's to, bonkers. We have talked way too long about Chukagin. We'll we'll re- return to this because we have a nickname discussion. Her nickname is Blonde Fighter. I think it's Blonde Fighter. I think it female pitbull is worse, but then it then it's straight followed up by by Blonde Fighter. Yes. Oh, I think I wish her all the best, man. I just I me just too. I just I hope she gets it. paid. I mean, yeah, she's a professional yeah. fighter. She should get paid. She should get a contract she likes. She also should be able to find better and entertain me a bit more. I'm just saying. 
well not watching these this 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 was a card for that you know it it was you you put an omerta on the prelims yes and you could also put an omerta on like three other fights seven decisions i picked six of them perfectly like there's not a lot going on but i do you want to talk about uh uh slava clause oh, of course we hyped. Dude. we were so hyped when we had Dana White's Tuesday Night Contender Series. That's where we first saw Slava Klaus. Um, this Gosh. was actually the first UFC finish in 2022. It was. Slava Klaus it, it predicted took a while a, to get he, there. Nobody, he, he predicted a second round finish, but I mean, he downed Dakota. Harry Bush with a lovely. Lovely, but we love us. We love us. We we love these body shots, man. I I even created a new category category in the TKO or K of the year list. I entered Slava Klaus in the body shot TKOs because good. Yeah, this body shot. It, he was left talking, and the sound replay gave you a good impression on how heavy that shot landed. Like it was insane. Um, he had to go, to go through a bit of adversity. Both guys were clipping each other. Bush, Bush's takedown assault. Like, there was no tomorrow. He knew that he wouldn't want to stand with Slava Klaus. Uh, he was a bit too eager to finish. But then if they, when, they, when they stood up, um, yeah, insane. By yeah. the way, they are showing me now. Now, I was, I was in the lucky spot that I didn't have to watch commercials during the walkouts. Now they started to show UFC 270 um, trailers. The fuck, man. Oh, really? I need to hear the happy Borshev tunes. And if they start this now, I'm really going to write Dana White. Why do, you, why do you interrupt the walkouts of these dudes? Like, it's insane. It, as, if, as if someone who is such a fucking hardcore addict of MMA and UFC is not going to watch a pay-per-view when they're watching this shit as if you think like people are just tuning in on fight pass because like they have nothing else to do no they're addicts they're gonna buy the pay-per-view dana don't worry about it dude let us watch the walkouts why will you not show us the walkouts you you gave us the uniforms you gave us the apex now you're taking the the, this stuff away from us what the crypto.com man crypto.com what the fuck man it's insane but yeah very nice win for vyacheslav <clears throat> what a liver Borchev, shot. Jeff, the liver shot is that is that is perfect, man. That's fantastic stuff. He's a he's a he's a he's a team alpha male guy. Yes. Team Alpha Male New Hope, perhaps? No, they have a Chinese fighter too. Song Yudong. Is that on <laughs> is he on their team? I mean Who's the guy that who's the guy that Uriah was translating for? Uriah is back, <laughs> by the way. So is is he? Beef, yeah, they are, he's beefing with um. Oh, not beefing. Cub. Yeah, he's talking to Cobb, and they want to do yes. a memorial WEC belt. Listen, Which, I have thoughts on this. Yes, I wrote it down. I think I told you. Please, Cub, Uriah Hall. No, Uriah uh, Faber. <laughs> Uriah Faber. Yes, sorry, Uriah Faber, Cub, and then Dominic Cruz, and then I think I said Henan Barrow come back. But there was someone else whose name I can't recall. I'd have to go look in the notes. But a four-man, two-fight, one-night WEC Grand Prix belt in the UFC. Oh, pal, I have sad news for you and Henan Barrow. Oh, no. Yes. But I, we'll, we'll get what to happened? that later. 
Any any oh, other? Okay, it's part of the gossip yeah, yeah. section. Any other? Of the any show. other fight? No. <laughs> no. Yes. No. No. Put it I all have, away. A good, a good, good thing. Um, Bill Algio, Senor Perfecto. Oh yeah, Senor Perfecto. He yeah, saluted actually. the crowd. He had a good fight. He decisioned Yo Anderson Tubarao. Uh, mm-hmm. It was a fun scrap. Bill Algio said, um, "I like Bill." He could see the moves of Brito a mile away, and I I agree with that. I saw that too, but he also called out Giga like a madman, like provoked. Oh, it was the, the Giga, best. Provoked the Giga fans in the in the audience. It was the best, best ever. Good call out. It was the best. Great call out. Yeah, well done. There well any done. Giga fans in in here? Yeah, go home. <laughs> yeah, okay. He could he could have worked on the part where he just said, "Yeah, go home." It's like you, you could we could have worked on that, but I give it. I Get out of here. Give it a good. A good grade for effort. Yeah, he needs needs to get it. Needs to get a little more East Coast. But you know, he was he was the only one. He was the only one on the broadcast remembering he was on uh on network television. And then like at the end of the Giga Kadzi Calvin Cater fight, Dominic Cruz was just like, "What a fucking war!" <laughs> yeah. So so you can let's let's wrap this this UFC card up. You can, I'd say, of course, watch the Giga fight versus Cater because that is that is one of the best fights you'll you'll see this year. I'm I'm just just telling you, Collier yep. versus Sherman was fun. Oh, we well we we, we forgot one man, Bontorin versus Royval. Yes. Just yeah, you just, can watch that fight. Yeah, you can watch that, and yep. you can tell me, did Bontorin tap or not? Oh, he did. Oh, he did, man. Of course. Oh, he did, man. He absolutely that was that was a Brazilian tap and a half right there <laughs> because that armbar was deep. I, I'm I'm yes. surprised that he he could slip out of it. I don't think I don't think Royval um, loosened the submission attempt when Bonterin I don't think he tapped. did either. But I don't um, think he did either. I think he just slipped out. Listen, actually, you could you can go up the whole main card. <clears throat> and just fast forward the Chuki fight to when she skips out of the uh, when she spins out of the hip throw. Yes. Um, but yeah, you could you could watch the whole main card here and be and be very entertained. Yes, I'd say so. Okay, pal. Okay, pal. Let's Are you ready for some Invicta news? Uh, I am. Okay, Invicta is uh, doing pretty much six fight shows free on YouTube. And it was the first show of 2022 that at least people in America were really aware of if they were super hardcore, really needed some MMA to watch. And I did see, I saw like probably there was two streams, the Invicta stream and the MMA Junkie stream, both on YouTube. And between the two of them, they probably had over 10,000 people watching, which is great for them. Um, But uh, they don't have a ton of talent. Like, the only people they can get that are the best of the best are maybe going to be in the 105 pound division. Cause that is not a division that is run by most other promotions except like Ryzen and one. Right. Yeah, but they, they don't do a good job with that. I'm very sorry. They blame, well, they blame COVID and travel restrictions. I heard that, but they are not trying to particularly go out of their way to sign like even European talent. I, I know think that, that yeah, and I, I think they're too small to be flying people in from all over the yes. world, man. I think it's that's just the deal. Like Ramona Pasquale is from Hong Kong, but she fights out of Extreme Couture, so she could just drive up. You know, she like should. she doesn't even need to fly. So I think that that's that's probably what's going on. Is is like that 
how much how much manpower do you have to run a promotion that's this small and you're only doing six fight shows a couple times a year? Let's see how they do in 2022. Maybe they can build some stars. Oh, um, man. Man. I enjoyed <laughs> Ramona Pasquale turning Shamir Peshawa into a heavy bag for a couple minutes. Oh, one minute. Um, but mostly just there to watch Jessica Delboni get her rightful belt after she got boned by the judges in the first fight with, with the rematch again. Look, I'm, I'm not trying to be mean here, but if you if you try to be a female only promotion and, and tell that you you want to be the best in that, first of all, you have to have all the weight categories, and second of all, you have to go out of your way to sign international talent, man. Otherwise, it's just rematch after rematch after rematch with the five same girls fighting f- fighting for the, the same matchups. It's just not fun, man. Mm-hmm. There you go. We need Europeans. Yes, you need them. We need... Uh, we need... Uh, there are some uh, European all... fighters who are desperately struggling for matchups. We need all the Swiss women who want to fight MMA to yes. fight an Invicta and just take this shit over. There you go. Who did you interview? What was her name? Je- Je- Jess? Jess Roccarino, yes. Je- she, that was a good interview. She was. Um, she will um, be on the first Swiss national team at the IMMAF Worlds. And this girl cannot find a fight for shit. And I'm not sure. I mean, Invicta has no no amateurs. That's that's pretty clear. But yeah, just hello, Invicta. After after you are after you are done listening to this podcast, if you would like to get in touch with Jess, just reach out to Matt on Instagram yes, at MMA Love. I have several. And, actually, uh, I have several. I have several p- people that might be interesting for this. But yeah, just they have they have debuting fighters on Invicta. Pal, we need to move. They on. have. They go, have go 10 through, fighters, whatever. Go through Invicta 45. Okay. Watch, what is there? No, I just did. Oh, okay. Watch Ramona Pasquale <laughs> turn Peshawa into a heavy bag. Nice. Watch the first three or so rounds of Delboni beating Zapatella's ass. And uh, Haley Cohen probably gets gets stolen from Invicta. She's 6-2 now, and she got a rear naked choke win. Um, and, and, you know, she's marketable. So... Bellator UFC probably come knocking on her door. She fights at 135. Um, but yeah, it's like the first couple fights, you know, you can you can watch it, but but it's the Ramona Pasquale was throwing uh, knees to the liver, and it was uh, a beautiful thing. Love those liver stoppages. So that was fun. Like talking about if you want to see very very good female fights, you can watch. One championships. Ooh, tell me about it. Yes, did you watch one one championships? Heavy Mm-mm, hitters. Nope. I watched no heavy hitters. First of all, I like except the, except uh, Jake Collier. Yeah, I watched him. <laughs> he hit hard, man. <laughs> Look, um, one heavy hitters. What I like about one, besides all the flaws that that promotion has, the. Muay Thai in a cage with the four ounce gloves. I love it. I'm I'm there for it. And actually, would I would say that you have two must watch fights, which are, which have been only Muay Thai fights on these cards. You had Supergirl Yaron Sak versus Ekaterina Vandarieva, and you had Semapech versus Tawan Chai. Okay. Um. First, oh, you had also two. I, I'd recommend you to watch two uh, MMA fights on this one. I hope I'm not butchering this name. Xiong Chinan 
she's the champ at strawweight, and she fought Yaka Miura. It's the sixth successful defense of of Xiong Jinnan. It's not a particularly interesting fight, but quite dominant for for her. Um, very very nice to see. And then you had James Nakashima versus Iga. Oh my God, Isa Gakhmaev, the Habibi disciple. Uh, against the former title challenger. Isaac Achmaev picked up 50k bonuses from one after the fight. Uh, Bravo choke sub. Damn. Chatri is now giving out bonuses too. He tells you all the time that he did that for a long time, but we're not sure. He also, by the way, tells people now that that the Waynes have been recorded and filmed and are visible for everyone since a year, but I I didn't get that one. (laughs) Um, First of all, Let's let's go through these. Let's go to the, the, the James Nakashima versus Iga Sakhmaev. Um Like I don't know the the training regime <laughs> and the healthy foods. <laughs> you 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 could see them at Isaac Isakhmaev. That dude is ripped, and I think the supple the supplement regimen. Very good, very good supplements, man. I think Chatri needs to implement also some bit of bit of bit of performance enhancing tests maybe just maybe but um yeah that that was that was an awesome an awesome fight by that dude just just watch it it's it was very good uh nakashima had some he t- he tried the mummy guard of course but he looks he looks <laughs> he looks very bad with his strikes like he had no setups he was very slow telegraphing everything he did some success with an inside low leg and some overhands but not not enough to rattle um I, I called him, yeah, Easy. Isaac Maev is, is too hard to pronounce, even for me, so Dagestan, Easy. Um, he waits, <laughs> like, he, he was walking into into Dagestan, Easy. That dude was just patiently waiting to counter and put his game on Nakashima, and he did. Um, so, beat down, classic Habibi style, arm triangle seals the deal. Very nice. Uh, but then, must watch fight, pals. Okay. Sama Patch versus Tawan Chai. Tawan Chai was just brutal, man. Super hard hands, fast kicks, nice positioning, overhand elbows, nice body works. It has it has it all. Like it, it, it's it's an insane fight to watch. Insane combos. He he floors him in the end with straights, but he sets them up with insane combos. So absolutely incredible fight. Please watch that one. Tawan Chai put him away, by the way. Nice. Now for the juicy <laughs> Thirst Squad fight. It's also a juicy fight. Supergirl, Yaron Sak versus Ekaterina Vandarieva. Um you had one Muay Thai rules, and I know that Muay Thai rules are very elusive. Nobody knows how Muay Thai is actually scored. No, that's not true. One person one one set of people do know. Cannot find out. The bookies know the bookies. how the fight is scored. Bookies knows maybe Chatri sometimes knows, but I think also in this fight they didn't qu- we didn't quite know how how this should should have been scored. You have the small gloves, of course. You have three minute rounds, um, but like this was the fight that even Chatri did not think the Asian fighter won, which should tell you something. <laughs> like um, it was pretty clear, like. Three three-minute rounds. What is this, BKFC? Yes. <laughs> you had 
like it, an intense and fun fight. Let's let's just say that it's also a fight you you even you you should watch. You have a thirty punch hook combination series by Ekaterina in the second. She also threw three or four teeps in a row, spinning shit. Supergirl definitely winning the Kiai battle. Um, I think the first round is pretty hard to score. Um, if you take my Muay Thai rules, like my own, I give this the first round 10-10. <laughs> but you, <coughs> can, you could give it to Supergirl. And then 10-9 is the second for Vandarieva, 10-9 uh, third for Vandarieva. Decision went to Supergirl, though. It, like it's it's not an atrocious robbery as people try to convince us, but hey, it's it's not a good call. And Chatri handing out generously the bonuses gave it to Vandarieva. Fifty k, not to super. How did he? How did this? How did this get handed out? He gave it to Vandarieva, but not Supergirl. Yes. Damn. Did he? Was this like a big check situation at the end of the event? Unfortunately, not. But listen. Rank the, rank these uh, nicknames. Okay. S- Supergirl, Barbie, Blonde Fighter. Worst to worst first. Uh, it, just the reverse. Uh, Blonde Fighter is the worst. Barbie is middle, and Supergirl is the best. There you go. You you got there that you go. right, pal. So Done. One heavy. I am still can, a co-host. Yeah, I am one, not fired. One heavy hitters. You can watch it on on YouTube for free. Watch the Supergirl fight. Watch uh, Miura and Xiong Jinnan. Watch Semapech versus Taiwan Chai. And watch Dagestan Easy versus James Nakashima. Was a very good card. Thanks, Chachi, that you're back. I think he has a, a huge card planned as well. So looking forward to that one. Any other event? Did, uh, did, did you watch LFA, right? I watched a little LFA. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember. Something else was happening, uh, but uh, I I had to get my I had to get my MMA my MMA watching in. So it was Friday night. Cracked open some some LFA to catch Anvar Boynazarov t- cutting a promo after smashing a knee into the head of John Fam. Oh, saying, I've seen this one. Saying. Giga saying, I beat Giga in kickbox. You cannot escape me, bro. I am coming, bro. I smash you, bro. And I wrote to myself, these guys know the script now. Khabib taught them. I smash you, bro. I smash anyone. Call me, Dana. Correct. <laughs> any, any other things? So on... get, your, yeah. get your Anvar Boynarov cards, your rookie cards now, because he will be the next guy that uh, blows up. From the uh, the next the next bearded dude that blows up with a name that's hard to pronounce. Correct. Uh, there was also one other one other uh, fun as fuck thing that happened, which is when uh, this dude Michael Sear was. They were yelling on the broadcast like plus five fifty uh, underdog goes from a massive cage grab to a twister to a rear naked choke. <laughs> The refs at LFA do not give a shit what you do. They're far away and not not very concerned with your health yes. and safety. So do what you want. Grab the cage. It's fine. <laughs> Grab the cage and and transition to a twister. It's all good. Like I, I, how would you 
rank before we go into the gossip part? How would you rate this weekend or week of of MMA to start of the year? I had a hell of a time, man. It was great. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, ranked very high with me. Very good. Like um, if you if you do the if you do the like if you do the right thing, like cherry pick here and there, listen to us what we tell you to watch. I think you'll have a a, a pretty damn good time. Yes, I mean it's it's a bummer that that we are that we are post that we are uh, telling you what we watched and what was good, you know, days later. But it's uh it's definitely it's definitely fun to do it this way. So you can just kind of come and go as you please and not worry too much, you know, because it is 2022 and nothing really matters anyway. So watch what, what you want. Though, Do what makes you happy. What matters, though? Caitlin Chukagin is the, first the free fighter, agent. is the first fighter in history to reach 10 UFC wins with no finishes. What a record. That is That is not good, man. I wonder who I wonder who was I wonder who she was tied at nine with. <laughs> uh, I have a list here from Mike Bourne on Twitter. Sam, Smile and Sam. No, he gets knockouts every couple of years. Most win. It's he has he has she has winning at one twenty five. Most victories in UFC women's flyweight history. Eight for Caitlin Chukagian. Seven for Valentina Shevchenko. Six for Jillian Robertson. Uh, seven for Jillian Robertson. Six for Lauren Murphy. But, but the ten UFC fights with no finishes, I'm I really also wonder who had nine. Maybe maybe the Ron win. <laughs> uh maybe. Uh, no. He hasn't been around that long, has he? I uh, know. I, I don't know. It's just it, it, no. I if I think about boring fighters, the Ron win is number one, so mm. listen. You know what you know what's you know what's not boring? Yeah. What? BKFC. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, it's true. 25 fights in a row without uh, a decision, right? Uh, I believe that happened in 2021. We'll see how they do. Their their first event's going to be January 29th, and then a couple weeks later, so it's time good. for Knuckle Mania 2. Yes. So we'll see how they do. Pump but I, I I'm looking at I'm looking at these uh, these booked fights at least on their website, and uh, I just got super excited because I hadn't looked yet and. Bobo O'Bannon is fucking back, pal. <laughs> and that have... dude, I'm gonna send it to you in chat right now while we talk. The uh, the face off of who he's fighting, and your mind is gonna explode once this thing uploads because it's oh so God. good. It is so good. We have, we have he is chance. going to fight oh, yeah. the dude with the worst tattoo in MMA. Oh no, Alan Belcher. Oh no, versus Bobo O'Bannon. Very good. It's gonna be great. Yes. That's the that is like the featured bout, maybe, or maybe it's the co-main event on January 29th. So I am I am hyped. You will also for have this, uh, you have this have, shit. Yeah, you have Chad Mendes back. Uh, Chad Mendes will will bare knuckle. You have Bretain Hart uh, fighting for, Hart's for, the, for the flyweight title. Wait, is it really a title? Did they finally make it a yes, title? They said so. Nice. They said nice. So. And you have Julian Lane versus Perry, Mike, Mike Michael Perry. This, this is all so. This Knuckle Mania has five fights, has four fights listed, and they are all so fantastic. Michael Joseph Perry will fight fighting Julian. Let me bang Lane. You know why? Incredible. 
because Perry was on the desk and Lane just started throwing yes. shit at him last time. <laughs> which, was, which was awesome. Listen, pal. Habib's mm. new... We'll go into, into uh, the gossip segment here now. Luke's takes on stuff. I'll just throw stuff at you. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna gossip about other podcasts copying us. <laughs> yeah, that that is true. They're never they're never gonna cover BKFC. No. You know that, right? Most podcasts out and out. Yeah, yeah, we'll try to start cover some some other promotions than UFC and uh, yeah, maybe even kids. Probably says more about me than it does about them. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're you're away you're away late, uh, like one year late. Listen. <laughs> Habib's new right. MMA promotion. Yeah, Eagle, are you excited? Eagle FC. Uh, let, let me let me finish this, please. All right, all right. Eagle FC forty four debuts this January twenty eighth. Let me tell you about the good the good things about this. Habib is making one sixty five and one seventy five pound weight yeah. classes. Yeah. Now. Other things about Eagle FC. <laughs> okay, have, I'm looking at the card. We have Loik. Rev Rashad Evans is on it. Mm-hmm. Then Habib signed Ray Borg. Yep. Kevin Lee might fight Diego Sanchez. Uh, Habib gives no fucks, man. No, no, he doesn't. He does not care about how this looks. And he does not care about what you think. He said he wants to sign Dustin Poirier too if he becomes a free agent also. And we talked about him before. And I said, wait you... for this. Hanan mm-hmm. Barao is expected for this event too. Mm-hmm. Okay. He is uh, he is booked, confirmed. Horatio Gutierrez versus oh. Hanan Barao at 145. At least according to Tapology. Anthony and Jokuani will be the 175 mm-hmm. dude. Funny story. I just uh, I just grabbed uh, Anthony Najakwani card. Mm-hmm. It's one stuff, and he also has random ex UFC heavyweight Jorgen de Castro on it. Yep, I don't see a one sixty five fight on here yet. Lee we got Tyrone Spong. Tyrone Spong will be will be the one sixty five. Well, it's not. Let's believe it when we see it, because right now John Howard and Ramazan Kuramagomedov are set at one seventy, not one seventy five. Now, it is also headlined by Ty- Tyrone Spong versus Sergey Khalidonov. Yep. Give yep. me, give me just just two or three words on on Habib's efforts here. What does he do? I love it. I fucking love it. Oh my god. The only thing I don't love is that he doesn't want women to fight. That's the only thing I don't love. Jesus. This is going to be This is going to be Okay, so when Dana says he's going to learn the hard way, that tells you everything you need to know mm-hmm. when Dana starts badmouthing you. That means I automatically like it. <laughs> I'm That means so sure, that man. means I know that I have to watch. I have one question for you though. What will Scott Coker do now? Scott Coker is going to go out of business. Yes. Khabib's going to buy Bellator. Absolutely, because that that he is exactly copying one by one what Bellator did. No, for no, years. this isn't even this isn't even copying Bellator. This is this is literally doing what Bellator should have been doing: mm. signing everyone and giving no fucks. They were always trying to like do this, but they still cared. Dude, Khabib people doesn't died, care. He doesn't. People died in Bellator and resurrected. 
So don't tell yep. me that that they did it. No, no, or... no. They because because Bellator because Bellator had like you know oh well we got to be on TV so we got to be at least some veneer of respectability. Well, no, it's there's no veneer of respectability here. I, it's it's not true, man. Scott Coker doesn't give a shit about MMA, and he's the worst promoter on earth. So, <laughs> and what Khabib is well, doing think, here, it's, it's I exactly, think Khabib it's exactly cares. I think he cares. But why does he? I just think like why doesn't he? Anybody do who wants a professional fight, he's gonna sign him. So why doesn't he do good fights then, if he cares? Are yep. you telling me that Daryl Horcher versus Loik Razabov is not Razabov is a bad fight? Yes. I like this fight. No, you don't even know who Daryl Horcher is. <laughs> I do know who Daryl Horcher is. Be beat him. I remember this dude. Yeah, of course. Like Daryl Horcher is like, is he on a losing streak? He has to be, right? No, he j- he lost to Aubin Mercier in PFL in twenty twenty in August twenty twenty one, and then he won won a fight or something like that, and then he, he lost ten others. KO to do a dude at CFFC. Not a fan, pal. Move on. Listen, yes, every every guy on I'm looking every guy on this card has a winning record. He's gonna he's they do every single one winning record. <laughs> Worst you're gonna get, worst looks like the worst you're gonna get is like sixty six percent win rate is the worst you're gonna get. Oh no, Anthony Jaquani is sixteen and twelve. Okay, that's the worst win rate. Fifty fifty. I'm not. I'm not a fan. Let's move on. I'm. I'm so confused. Not a fan. I, I just have to see. I have to see the like. It's I, Eagle I like. It's Eagle I FC like 44. fight. Yeah, you like fight, but you. I mean. Why would you want to see Rashad Evans again? Kevin Lee against the okay, Angels. that's it's, it's that's horrible. That's problematic. Tyron the Rashad Spong, Evans thing. Tyron Spong versus Haritonov. Come on, man. Henan Barrao is on a is, is on a losing streak. No. Uh, Papology tells me that he is on a bad losing oh, streak. Yeah. So why does? Oh, he, he never fought since he got cut. Yeah, but pal, why? Why would you? I mean, look, I'm not. I'm not getting this. I'm not. I'm not getting this. I'm, I. I. I watched it in January twenty eighth, but no. We make the fights because the people buy the fights and the people want to see the fights. It's and a strange he, effort by Khabib. I don't know what he's trying to do here. Is he trying? He's to, to washing make, money for his friends. That's all go. we're doing here. There you go. Um, I'm sorry. Like I, I won't. Like I have no proof. This is all like just supposition. Please don't take me to court. But that's what MMA is. It's a money washing operation for rich people. <laughs> maybe. What do you mean, maybe? Maybe <laughs> you were you were just talking about one. <laughs> yeah, they have solid funding, <laughs> pal. Uh. Jan Blachowicz. He said he wants to fight Alexander Rakic and said it will give him answers. You agree? Mm. You agree? Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Do you want to does, see it? But does but does Rakic agree? I mean he does uh, yeah, of course. Rakic needs to fight. Why why doesn't why doesn't Rakic fight, man? What is what is going on here? I don't know. Euro uh, hate is real. Is it Eurohate or is it hard to get people out of Europe, like Invicta said? 
Nah, it's not. It's not hard, pal. <laughs> it's not hard. We will have Stephanie Ecker back soon, so it's not hard. Uh, confirmed upcoming bout: twenty twenty two, March twenty six. Oh, Jan versus Rocket. Scheduled to face. That is awesome. Scheduled for UFC Fight Night. That is awesome. Awesome. Blachowicz versus Rakic. I love it. Now. We got a lot of fights on this card that are scheduled. Holy shit. I had I, I wanted to, uh, to talk with you about Connor's pop getting attacked. How would you how would you rank the Molotov cocktail game of these guys? Bad. Yeah, very very bad. bad. How I can think you, how can you fuck up a Molotov cocktail throw, man? Like bad. Especially especially when you're from Ireland, and there is some precedent for knowing how to make a Molotov cocktail. True. Now, last thing. I know. I, I'm not sure if we go into this one. <laughs> let's let's leave it at that. Do you, do you have any parting words? We're one hour in. Um, I feel like I did, but I forgot. There was something I wanted to tell you. <laughs> mm. No, I don't remember. Uh, but I've been making movies opening cards, talking about you, talking behind your back. Oh, my God. Because I have no one to talk to because you won't open these KS1 cards with me. K1. K1 cards, KS1. I will. Jesus Christ. I promise. But um, this this was uh, this was our first podcast for the year, like regular podcast. Oh, I remember. Uh-oh. Ilya Topora, Toporia versus Charles Jordan. Oh. Who you got? Tipuria. I love it. He's 11 and 0. He is the featured bout next week Very on good. UFC 270. Very good, pal. How's that for Euro love? Love it. Love us some Tipuria. Seems to be possible. <laughs> uh, hope you enjoyed uh, this this first show. We'll be back next week when we uh, we want to talk about UFC 270, but that is next week. It's in Ghana versus Cyril Ghan versus Cyril Ghan. Just shout outs in Ghana. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, man. Have a wonderful week and we'll talk soon. Later. Shut your mouth with my fist. <laughs>